Mifton down to Dutch. Mifton Pete. Yeah. Um, Mifton Pete. Mifton Pete. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be Mifton Pete. Mift. Don't be Mifton Pete. <laughs> I'm the yeah. word. I think it's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real one. I don't use it. It's not in your vocab. Down to Dutch. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Good morning. Happy Russell Westbrook Day. And welcome to episode four. Four. (laughs) Too much. Of down to dunk. You can find us on dailythunder.com dash radio at 5 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or of course, anywhere you can subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Andrew. Taylor. Andrew. <laughs> Hanjay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 Uh, so, do you think there's a chance that people, whenever Luke does the intro, like, Think that it's stop and like pause their podcast. I don't know what happened. Why did (laughs) it stop playing? Let us know. (laughs) Yeah, let us know if you're having problems because Luke. No, no, don't let us know. We don't. We don't want to know. The Thunder have had a short week. Yeah, they've only played one game really since. Not a short week, a slow week maybe. Uh, They played the Bucks, destroyed the Bucks on Halloween night. Yes, spooky, very spooky. And they play the Celtics tonight. On ESPN at 8.30. Central Standard Time. Here in the city. That's a, that's a, that's a late game, man. That is a late game. So, But I think, I mean, I don't know. Do you think there'll be good energy? I kind of feel like it may be a little wild. You it's know, Bedlam weekend. It's going to get Stoops w- Troops. It's going to get wild. Gundy's Wicked funnies. wild, wild. It's going to get, it's going to get, <laughs> it's, things are going to get out of hand fast. Wicked, wicked, wild, wild. I don't know. I, so the good thing about it is, number one, is it kind of felt like, and I think, Andrew, you alluded to this a little bit, but it felt like the Thunder needed a break. Like, we weren't sure if Russ was a little banged up or yeah. we knew Dre was a little banged up. And it just felt like everybody was Abrinas, at their best. Patterson. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, you know, they get some rest. They're together on the road. And so they spend some time, you know, dodging birds and airplanes and not dodging yeah. birds and airplanes. and. I think there was just something. We got to come back to that. I have something to say. There's about that. something that you know happens on those road trips that can really help unite a team. And I don't think it's I don't think it's coincidental that that Bucks game was the best they played all season. You had the best performance from Patterson, Dre. Like watching, I watched the replay because it was Halloween night and I was you know doing stuff during the game. But uh, Dre was really, and it's funny. Like Giannis still had a really good night. Yeah, but they defended him so well and so dre was well really good it, it was yeah. some of those if you remember dre at his best right which hasn't been up until really the milwaukee game he moves laterally so well no. with the offensive player that it's it's incredible i wouldn't none of us like you don't know anybody that would, could score on dre you have to be a superstar to be able to get oh. out of his way you yeah. know and so that was great steven adams is just ripping up the league like i keep looking for articles and people to kind of process like how good he's been so far and i mm-hmm. think that everybody just wants the thunder to fail for some weird reason so yeah. it's hard Why? to find a lot of stuff like it's that. it's so true it's like I've been, told, it's there are like no positive takes on the thunder so far now, Alex and i talked a little bit about that on wednesday the jump yeah the jump had they the jump had some stuff they had trace mcgrady and scotty pippen who i 
not a huge fan of their commentary, but it was pretty good. And Rachel Nichols, and they talked about Russ because it was the the day after, I guess it was Wednesday after the uh, Bucks game. And they talked about how Russ is changing his game. And the reason is because it's not pretty basketball sometimes, right? It's always yeah. been the issue in knock against Russ is it's not this free-flowing Spurs, Spursian, Warriorsian ball. And I don't know, man, I'm tired of it. I think there's it. some Oklahoma City bias out there too like if this team was the lakers right yeah like people would be falling all over themselves for this team true there's there's a there's a weird bias there yeah it is what it is but steven adams i just figured like dude he's playing as well at the center position as just about anybody else in the league right now except for boogie and marcus all basically He's been he's been great on both ends and really key to this Thunder team's success so far. I mean, you like look at their record and you're like, eh, like that's not great. But you look at stats, like they're second in defense right now. Lay on me, come on. Tenth in offense. They're second in net rating. Uh, one thing I think that is really interesting is that they're first in deflections in the league at eighteen point six, uh, which is two more than anybody else. Dude, but you're the second place team. Like, so we talked about that. They are long, yeah, and they get their hands on the passes. They do, and I, you were trying to avoid yeah. some the balls. <laughs> they get their hands on the balls. Uh, offensive rebound percentage—you would think that it would be much worse. They're still they're fifth in the league in offensive rebound percentage. Where they fail is on the defensive boards. They're twenty-sixth in the league. Uh, at like seventy-four point six percent, which is really bad. But that number is going to come down. I think yeah. the more Patterson plays, the more they figure out their lineups, the more they kind of gang rebound. Yeah, they're going to figure that out. Effective field goal percentage fifty two point six, and then true shooting fifty five point six. So they're eleventh in true shooting and sixth in effective field goal. So that's that's great. And here's one thing that I know will improve. I don't know that the rebounding will improve, but I do know that this will improve. Is their free throw attempts? They're twenty third in free throw attempts per game at twenty and. With Russ and Paul George and Carmelo, like they're going to get more free throw attempts than they have, and they're 25th in percentage at 73.9. Yeah, and Russ that, has been pretty brutal. That just cannot continue. Right. Taylor, what do you thought? You watched the Milwaukee game, obviously. Tell me some thoughts. Uh, the Bucks. so we shut down Giannis. And um, he got in foul trouble, and they were so bad without him on the floor that night for yeah. some reason. Well, and I think the reason was our defense was clicking in a way that we've never seen before. Yeah, and they didn't have Greg Monroe that night. Which, uh, so offensively, that really I mean, like, who that. do they go to without yeah. him? Right. I mean, it was Middleton. Chris Middleton was just missing everything. And Jabari's not, not back. Great. No, yeah, right. he's, he's not won't back, be back until February. February, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I thought that was the... That was the game I watched where you really saw for most of the game, oh, this is what this team could be. And the Bucks were bad that night, but offensively, I mean, you look at Russ, he only had 12 points that night. Melo only took 10 shots, right? If I remember right, it was that. But, um, I mean, nothing was forced. The offense was just, the ball was just going to whoever was open and, and whoever it was supposed to go to. No one was forcing a decision. And then defensively, everyone was clicked in. And mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was really good. Um, the thing I didn't like was that I have to talk about the airplane. Okay? Go, man. You know, when they, when they land and there's this big dent in the airplane, that wasn't a dang bird. A freaking bird can't do that to an airplane. 
Yeah, birds hit airplanes all the time. You know what they do? They just they die go and get away. crushed. Well, and airplanes are aerodynamic. Like it, the <laughs> if it hits it, it's going to bounce off of it. I don't. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't think you're right. I don't think you're right either. Think, are you kidding? I think me? you're uh, wrong. How like, is that wrong? Like when the that plane landed in the Hudson River, it's because of birds. Right, birds went through their engines yeah. though. That's different. I know that. Okay, so but birds yeah. can do some damage. A bird yeah. so hits an airplane. So have thing- you googled have you googled bird strikes on airplanes? No. You should Google it. Because it, look like it looks I mean, like that. There's like a hundred pictures that yeah. look just like that. And some of them have like the bird carcass like still inside of it. That's the only question I have. So here's the deal. So I have a friend. All right, I'm with you, Jay. I've got friends that are engineers for Boeing. Okay. And I don't know what the airplane was, but for I Boeing? Asked, for Boeing. Boing. <laughs> Boeing. Boing. Boing. I was letting it go. I was letting it go. <laughs> I know. It's hard. It's a weird word to say. Boing. It is a weird name. Uh and so I asked them, I said, what do you think? And they're like, it's probably a bird. Because that front end is like basically a facade. Like it's got a couple radars in it, but it's it's very flimsy, very – like it's not meant to take impact from anything. And so something going – you're going 200 miles an hour, 300 miles an hour and into your descent. Like if a bird hits it, it's going to – What kind of bird are we talking here? Probably a – A goose. A goose, yeah. That could be it. I think it was a goose. Yeah, a goose. That's a sense. pretty big goose. Yeah. Parakeet. Parakeet. It's not not like a sparrow. <laughs> just weird. I just, it just, I don't All get right. it. I'm I go- love, my I'm favorite sold. part about this whole entire argument is like you just were so certain in so many wrong facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. I can't do that. Like you Why can't a don't bird? Know. Yeah, <laughs> look at search on your phone right now for bird strikes and see if we've talked. They about do it. damage to some planes. Anyway, so they sneak up and do damage. They do. They sneak planes. up, and do a ton of damage. Jay, I welcome back. Hey, it's we good to be had back you for a while. And thanks for bragging about your friend. My uncle works for Nintendo. I get to play all the games early. Do you really? No, that's <laughs> like what little kids do. Oh, that's I even for the works of Boeing. Well, I, I know. Yeah. Okay. I will Sorry, say. I forgot to k- tell you that it's not actually for the airplane company Boeing. It's for Boeing. Yeah, it's their startup. It's called Boeing. Yeah, Boeing. Boeing. dot com. Yeah, um, they, work, <laughs> they work in springs. It's very okay. Weird. I've got a uh, impromptu game. Oh yeah. Uh, it's with the thunder catch and shoot three point shots. You have to tell me. Taylor's gone for a second. Come back. Yeah. Man. He's deep. He's made a deep dive. <sighs> This I I don't get it. It's like make airplanes better. If birds can do this to a plane, but if they don't crash, like they land, they yeah. do what they're supposed to. They do. just land have to put a fine. new. Uh, it's just it put a new nose cone. Like you could argue they've made planes the best they could possibly make them. I mean, it's great. Like planes <laughs> I disagree. Are, I think the the planes could go from good to great with these better nose cones. I think if we start to believe that things have already gotten great, then there's no room for improvement. I think that good is sometimes the enemy of oh great. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, get out of here. All right. So you have to tell me if you think that uh, this is sustainable or unsustainable with these. <laughs> and it's a game called Sustainable League-wide? Sustainable. This game is called Sustainable or, or unsustainable. unsustainable. Uh, Russell Westbrook is shooting 57.1% on three-point catch-and-shoots. Unsus- unsustainable. Is there not a right hand? Unsustainable. Is it, or just projecting. Are you just going to come back and be like, it's not really, actually, that's like that the, is sustainable. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's incredible, first off. On how many attempts? Like, one a game? Uh, yes, one a yeah. game. Uh, Ray Felton is shooting 50% on 2.3%. Or 2.3%. 2.3 attempts. Oh. 
the hard thing for me is like, like catch and, catch it's, and that's unsustainable. Yeah. Like nobody shoots 50%, but I think unsustainable doesn't mean it's going to be 25%. But just, th- but just catch no. and, but on just catch and shoot. I think Ray Felton could shoot 40%. It's possible. Mainly just because every time he shoots it, he's wide open. Yeah. I think so. And he's in the corner. Yeah. Well, not always. Not always. Not always. Most of the time, not guys. always. Sometimes. Man, my Carmelo. life today. <laughs> Carmelo, yeah, you're wrong about everything today. Um, Carmelo Anthony, 42.9% on five attempts per game on catch-and-shoot threes. Sustainable or unsustainable? What was the number? 42.9. 42.9. On catch-and-shoot? Catch-and-shoot threes. Sustain, dude. Sustain it. Sustain it. He can even be better. So here's the question. Is that leading the league in catch-and-shoot? Like, what's the... I mean, I guess those the other number? two guys are... Or Raymond is Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> Raymond. Anyway, I don't know. He's uh, Melo takes 6.3 catch and shoots per game. I mean, that can't be leading the league, but it's a good number. Uh, Paul George on 6.4 attempts is 40% on catch and shoots from three. That's sustainable. Sustainable. I think yeah. that could actually maybe I think go he a little bit be better. better. can be a little better. Alex Abrinas, 35.3% on 2.4 attempts. He can be better. Catch and shoot. I feel like Alex has it's, been off That would make it season. unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Unsustainable. It'll, it'll be better than that. Grant, 25% on 1.7. Sustainable. Sustainable, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> Two Pat, 25% on 2.3. Unsustainable. He'll be better. It's going up. Andre Robertson, 23.1% on Sustainable. 1.9. Sustainable. <laughs> I say uh, unsustainable. Oh, you think that's too much? Maybe. It's way too much. Yeah, it might be too much. Yeah, I got to get in the single digits. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rob. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, man. We love um, it. No. So here's something yes, interesting. It's a love hate. There is a Dre Club right now. And the Drake Club is shooting 23.1% on catch and shoots because Andre Robertson and Draymond Green shoot the same percentage on catch and shoots. Whoa. Yeah, Draymond wow. Green has been. Yeah. It's a yeah. Drake Club. Drake Club. They, uh, the Warriors haven't been great, but the Warriors. And that was your Warriors moment. Yeah, screw them. Uh, and I've got more stats, but I will go into something else. Give me else. a couple more, man. People like this stuff, man. Uh,. No. Oh, okay. Transition. That was, <laughs> that was the beginning of Chili's baby backrubs. <laughs> I want my Chili's baby backrubs. You know, they've redone the song. It's terrible on the new commercial. So it's so Whoa. bad. And then I went to Chili's the other way the other day. It's bad. <laughs> Which I don't think it's any. It's, that's like menu. Chili's thing. It's they like redone their menu. It's bad. Uh, as far as uh, field goal, also. Field goal oh, attempts and transition, the Thunder are the fourth best on defense. So they're not allowing many transition points, which means that they're not going for the offensive rebounds anymore. They're just getting back on D. And so their opponents are shooting 52%, which is good for 10th in the league and transition. And then on offense, um, they're getting 15.6 attempts per game, uh, shooting 56% good for six in the league so in transition on both ends they're they've been good i still think they want to do that more like i can yeah. feel they're trying to push they just you know this they're, is, they're only 20th in pace right yeah. now they they should play faster some of that's that second unit where they just slow down. play i mean the second unit is basically the starting knicks team from like, like ray felton carmelo <laughs> like they're basically the Knicks. so i wanted to to bring this up because it's just once again, I feel like we have to bring this up every year. So, you know, we're seven, eight games, nine games in the season and people want to start 
processing the league for the entire season this far. You know, yeah. the Cavs are not very good oh, right Cavs now. Cavs suck. They're Warriors, not going to make it this time. Warriors aren't playing at a high level. Orlando, Boston, Indiana are leading the East. You know, those teams are doing really well. Orlando's shooting three-point percentages like – 75% or something ridiculous, but it's not really that high. But, it's close to that. But all of this stuff happens. I was listening to I was listening to Levitard yesterday, and they had Amin El-Hassam on, and he was talking about the Cavs. And, you mean Lou Bega? Yeah, Lou Bega. <laughs> Mama number five. Uh, they were talking about the Cavs, and it's the same thing where Dan's trying to tell him, like, I think this is something we can worry about with the Cavs. And Amin was like, you can't do it. You really can't. One of the things that he said, and he said most executives believe that it takes about 500 minutes to really understand how a team is made up. Uh, and nobody's there yet. You know, that's no. somewhere between 11, 12 games, uh, you know, maybe more. But you really can't understand what a team. And so please, please stop evaluating every single game for this Thunder team, for the Cavs, especially these teams. You know, and they also talked about Steve Kerr mentioned, I think it was the third year that the Bulls went, they were, the third season that they were going to the NBA Finals. Yeah. They started the season at 500, eight and seven, I think, right there at the beginning. It's because, especially for the Cavs and the Warriors, like three deep runs for both of those teams. And for LeBron, it's been what, seven in a row, eight in a row that he's been in the finals? Yeah. Like, it's Something hard. Insane. Yeah, like you have to take that for granted, like or into account whenever you have these conversations. Is that it's far too early still to even have really any sort of understanding of what this league is going to turn out to be. Yeah, and um, so please just stop. Yeah, especially the teams that are that are elite, they're not suddenly not. You know, unless it's a team that comes together like that Lakers team, the Dwight Howard Lakers that just fell apart for. Many reasons, not just because there wasn't good chemistry, because of injuries, coaching change within like two games, and, and like that was a disaster. And I don't think that anyone should really use them as like an evaluation point for any of these teams. Like we know the Cavs are going to be fine. They have LeBron, Isaiah Thomas is going to come back. Uh, they've they've got to figure out some of their rotation minutes. They got to find a way to get Jeff Green off the team. Has he been bad? I mean, he just makes teams bad. That's what he does. He just makes teams bad. That's so sad. He'll give you some highlights up front, yeah. but at the back end, which is a very – the back end is large. Yeah, Uncle Jeff. The back end is large, and he doesn't do anything large. for you, and actually he hurts you. Large back end. Yeah. No, I'm Huge. Just I think that they – I mean, they're going to be – they'll be fine. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not worried about any of those teams. So as far as sustainable, unsustainable, if you look mm-hmm. at some of these teams, Detroit – Sustainable, yeah. Meh. and not in the sense that like they're going to be the number one team in the East, but are they a top five team in the East? It could be, I guess. What about Orlando? Do they make the playoffs? I have no idea. I don't know what. I mean, they could be fighting for the eighth spot. Like I don't expect but that. Them. Could be you know thirty five wins. Like <laughs> it really could be. Could be. It really I mean, could be like thirty seven wins. Can't you see this team being a five hundred team though? I can see Orlando Magic? being five hundred. Yeah. By the end of the season, I, what changed? Aaron Gordon to the four. They've just been shooting crazy amount of threes. With Busevich is now shooting threes whenever he just took mid range jumpers. Aaron Gordon's a full time four. Alfred Payton's not playing because he's been hurt and he's going to come back soon. And maybe I think that, that's a big chance. Throw the whole hurt. game off because <laughs> like Cause DJ Augustine. I mean, he at least can shoot the ball. 
It's just been their crazy shooting. Evan Fournier is averaging like every everything is a career high for him and for Jonathan Simmons and for Aaron Gordon and for Nick Vucevic. Like they're all having career years right now. Yeah, and that will fall. Six, seven, that will that that will not continue. Like those guys are not going to continue to shoot like they have been. There's just you, no way. Hey, you never know. They you know Aaron Gordon shooting like 58 percent from three could do it. Okay. Not sustainable. So when, when he shot like twenty percent from three in the past, yeah, I, I just think it's one of those things that you look at this league and the other big conversation. I don't know if you want to even get into it, but you posted some writer. I don't even know who it was, but wrote about Victor Oladipo and Demar Sabonis oh, and yeah, you know, trying to blame that on Russ and yeah, it's a weird dialogue that's happening right now where they people look at the Pacers and they're like, you know what, these guys are great. And they were great last season, too. And it's all Russell Westbrook's fault that they're not, you know, it really hurt their It just goes back <laughs> to production. what you were talking about, this negative bias it's toward weird. OKC and, and everyone. Russ in general. And some of it is, like, if Russ was nice to the media members, gave interviews. I mean, like, you look at the guys that do that. And they, like, Damian Lillard is great with the media. And he gets a lot of favor with the media. You know, if Russell Westbrook honestly was just kind to media members, gave thoughtful answers, did sit-downs, did all those things, I think that would change the perception a lot. But some of these dudes, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think that's a part of it. Sure. Um, but I, and as far as that argument goes, I mean, it's just – it's kind of ridiculous. I can understand it for Vic, and part of it wasn't Russell Westbrook's fault. Part of it was Billy Donovan. And that Billy Donovan put him in the corner. Billy Donovan wouldn't play him as the backup point guard until Game Five of the Houston Rockets series. He didn't. That was him, a mistake. He didn't give sure. him. He didn't give him the ball. And you know what? Young guys get better through the off season. Like they're expected to get better. He's in way better shape. Go go find Victor Oladipo's Instagram, and you can tell that he's. I mean, he is in much better shape now than he was then. So like <laughs> that's a factor. Sabonis was a rookie. Yeah, the jump from first year to second year is always a good one. (laughs) Not only a rookie, but a rookie rookie playing out of position and doing things that he had never done in his career. Starting with Russell Westbrook. So here's what happens for DeMontis Sabonis. They have Ennis Cantor as their backup last year. They love Ennis. Ennis deserves to be the backup. Ennis is better than he is. He's better than he is. But if you looked at – if somehow they could have made – say the Paul George trade doesn't go down. You have Victor Oladipo, Domas – and then you can still make a trade where you move Cantor and McDermott for Mello. Mello. So you have Mello. That's a, they would be a really good team if they did some things with Vic that were a little different, which I think they were. They recognized way too late in the season last year. But then Domas is your backup center. And all of a sudden, Domas yeah. as your backup center, I think, would have been as it's good as better. he is in Indiana right now. Yeah. So he was so good as a rookie in training camp and going into the season that they said, we got to get this guy on the floor. Yeah. And I know it's power forward and it's kind of out of his range where he needs to be, but man, he's just good enough to warrant playing time. The Thunder saw that. They weren't excited. They wanted, I mean, if they could have kept Domas, they would have well, kept I'll, him. I'll tell you that that trade, they weren't necessarily even, I mean, their their primary target was Demonis Sabonis in that trade because they were trying to get him one way or another. It wasn't that, oh my gosh, we have to have Victor Oladipo. It was, hey, Toronto and Orlando. We want your pick because we really want Demonis Sabonis. Like 
and that was the target. And they could have gone either way, where they could have. You're ended, talking about the Thunder. Yeah, with the Thunder, it could have ended up with Corey Joseph and Norm Powell and the pick mm-hmm. that became Demonis Sabonis, and they would have been fine with that too. That they wanted him badly. They worked. They had him in a ton of workouts. They really wanted Demonis Sabonis, and it's because he's super talented. You know what I want really badly, and that's super good. What? <laughs> Anthem, what is it, Luke? At their tap room, they have a new Azaka IPA. Ooh. And I hear good things, and I need to, to try it. And I encourage you guys and our listeners to try it as well. It is a single malt, single hop IPA, and it uses an Azaka hop that is intense and tropical with hints of citrus and ripe mango. Ooh, serve primarily in their tap room. That's that's where I'm going to get it. Go to the tap room. Okay. Go to the tap room. I'm telling you, a good hop can change the flavor of a beer in a perfect way. Ooh, one hop this time. <laughs> Crisscross. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. Thank so, yeah, you. go. Anthem, man, those people are incredible. We're talking already kind of potentially about something coming up. Uh, this December, maybe at their tap room. Maybe a December uh, live pod. We don't know. If you haven't been to the tap room, I don't know. If you haven't been to their tap room, you need to go. It's but great. That, the Zaka is. Uh, Nick, Nick has been hyping this for I know. to us specifically for for a few months. Like this is coming. It's going to be really good. You've got to try it. And so it is. Uh, it's time. We need to get down there. Oh, yeah. we need to get down there. Get some of that. Hey, man! If oh, you go down there, get, get a growler. There. Get a growler of it. Keep it nice and cold. All right. Bring it. There it is. Bring it Wait back. for Taylor to ruin this ruin ad Bring it back Make Friday it morning. Character. We'll pass it around. There you go. Hang Got on. it. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to say this. Uh, yesterday was National Stout Day. Oh. So if you can't get down to the tap room, go to your local liquor store. Get your Ouroboros. Do pour it. one out was for National really? Stout Day. It's, it's, in your mouth. Pour one out in your mouth. There's too many days. Yeah, don't pour it out to the ground like into a yeah, glass. Yeah. There's too many mouth. days. I'm I'm all for uh, any reason to drink an anthem beverage, especially Ouroboros, because it's my favorite. But there's too many days. Yeah, too many yeah, days. Today's there National are a lot of spaghetti and meatballs. Like, who, that's okay. I'll eat spaghetti like, and meatballs. Is it really? No, I just probably. Made that up. But you know what? You post that on Facebook, everyone will believe it. And yeah. spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs. Well, we'll eat spaghetti and meatballs. Well, start leading that charge. Too many just, days. You just start making up days every day. People are. People that's are, what has. That's, that's what that's, that's life is. Like, ah. oh, it's 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 dog day. It's how many national day. puppy days are there? There's like five. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Who gets to? Who is making these days? Uh-huh. Hallmark, the greeting card companies. Right. All that to right. say, go to Anthem. It's, it's Instagram. Support now. the people yeah. that support us. Please. And Anthem has been a great part of our podcast for a while now. And so yes. go to the tap room, <laughs> find some of their beverages in the liquor store. And drink them. Yeah, enjoy National Pick Your Nose Day, everyone. Yep, today, National Pick Your Nose Day. And then, pick hey, your nose. Tomorrow's National Pick and Flick Day. Today, pick it, don't flick it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> click it, don't t- pick it, don't flick it. I know. I'm talking about click it. Hey, click it, don't tick it. Don't tick it. Pick it, don't flick it. All right. Uh, Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Yeah, let's jump into them. Our first one comes from at Rick Understore Stevens, possibly related to me. Understore? Understore (laughs) Stevens, who wants to know who have been the best passers on the team? Uh, Russ. Russ. Russell Westbrook. So I've got some stats for this, too. Yeah, bring it, man. So these are the top four players and passes per game 
Russell Westbrook, 59.9 passes per game. Ooh, what a Se- selfish prick, man. Second. Oh, my God. What did you say? <laughs> selfish prick. Sarcasm, man. Whoa, man. Well, we got to bleep little... him out. We got some language right there. Is prick bad? Yeah. Whoa, oh. man. You can't say it twice. Prick, 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 We're prick, about prick. to lose our sponsors. Prick, 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 prick. Is it bad? Yeah. It's bad. I apologize. Carmelo Anthony, word. number two. Would you get mad 30... at your... You'd get mad at your son if you used that. I mean, yes, my son's eight. I'm 35. We have listeners that could be eight. You don't know that. That's true. That's actually true. I'm so sorry. What if I say... Don't. (laughs) Don't. Stop. What number? I I, I won't. I won't. I will mute you. Uh, It's messed up. (laughs) Mello is number two, 39.4 passes per game. Ray Felton, 30. And then Adams is 27. So you think, oh, those are some passes from the guys. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh, potential assists, which means yeah, this a is a that makes it more yeah. leading to a potential shot that could go in, but doesn't always go in. Uh, Russ is at twenty two point six for potential assists. Uh, Ray Felton is at five point four. Paul George is number three, even though he's only um, passing the ball twenty five point three times. He has better quality passes, and then Mello is only at two point seven. So Mello throws. 39.4 passes per game and only has 2.7 <laughs> potential which, assists. Which basically means that Mello passes the ball out to get it back at the post. Yeah. It's yes, like, yes. all right, I'm going to give this back to you so I can reposition, then give it back or to you. Or he's yeah. just passing the ball to move it. Yeah, right. Which is what which he's is doing. The first mostly. 10 seconds of the shot clock when they're all just passing the ball <laughs> right. back and forth. All right, now it's my turn. Yeah, Mello's like, one, two, three. All right, I can shoot it now. Yeah, and then assist to pass percentage. Russ is at 19.8. Felton 8.9, Paul George at 8.5. So Paul George is a facilitator of sorts. Yes. And then you have Mello yes. at 4%, which is not very good. Which so, is probably part of the reason that, that Paul George is having problem like doing like getting his own shot as he is really working to help other people and mm-hmm. I think the thing that that is encouraging about this team is the fact that they're working so hard to they're trying to move the ball. They're tra- yeah, and they did. Yeah, the Milwaukee game, it felt good. And there's always been glimpses every game. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing. If they can start learning how to whip the ball around the perimeter well, which is really ultimately all Golden State and San Antonio have done, is they move really well without the ball. They set a bunch of screens uh, away from the action, and then they move the ball. Like, they don't settle for the first person that's open. They they pass one more time to get the better open shot. And they look for mismatches. Yeah. Um, Which the Thunder should exploit pretty easily, too. I do want to mention Patrick Patterson as a passer. He's been great. His touch passing, his ability to move the ball has been great. He didn't throw a ton of passes at 15.7 per game. I think that will go up as his minutes go up, clearly. Um, But he is going to be key as far as that kind of play. If that's going to happen on the Thunder, I think it's going to be when Patterson's out there. Because like Jeremy Grant's not a natural ball mover. Neither is Robertson. Abrinas is. but Patterson does it very well. And so I think um, even though like the stats aren't there for him, he has assist to pass percentage at 3.6%. But he's he's at least a a good ball mover, and I think that that will help the Thunder tremendously. So, And he looked a lot better in, for, um, for the Thunder against the Bucks, So Had his most minutes, had 24. Yeah. Starting to get around into shape and feeling good. Missing training camp is brutal, man. Yes. And it ruined, I'm pretty sure it ruined Mitch McGarry's career. That and marijuana. Marijuana. But, <laughs> um, yeah, he looked, Patterson looked a lot better. Abrinas looked a lot better. He hit both of his yep. threes the other night. 
so as those guys continue to get healthy, the Thunder bench will be better. Yep, which yeah. is huge. It's a big time. Big time. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from at DJ underscore Frijoles. Going on, Jacob. <laughs> Who wants to know at what point do we add Adams to the OK3 and just make it a big four? You know, my grandpa was in a barbershop quartet called the OK4. Really? Yeah. That's, that's cool. It's true. That's you know, fantastic. Guess what? Yeah. They were great. They were great. They were so great. They uh, did, did they US, dress up? Yes, yeah, they of course. They did USO tours. Like it was, they were actually What's, like they were like they were deal. like the, like you know the red yeah, oh, yeah. stripe like they Disney, like Jimmy Fallon's like Disney World. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon exactly. does that. Yeah, yeah. They I were, don't really know what a barbershop quartet is. Could you could you guys kind of try and uh, show no, me? Because there's only three of us. And if could you try to sing a song? Yeah, no, we need you to set you the key though. To, you must have four. Now you have to have one of those little things. If yeah. you want to. Actually, he, he, I had one of those, and yeah. I, I one time I went up on stage and did that for them. <gasps> set their were you yeah, nervous? Key or whatever? Yeah, I was nervous. Yeah, what if course. you set the wrong key? I just like turned it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> the whole gist of this question is Stephen Adams has been great, and uh, the thing about Stephen Adams, he doesn't care. He's incredible. He's in. Put him in. His ability to score around the basket and use the rim to protect his shot has been so good. Like he, I don't, I don't know how many times he's been blocked this season, and I won't know because I don't have the internet right now. Um, I'm sorry, it's my missing <laughs> piece, man. But I, I mean, I can't imagine it's been many times at all. Here's the thing about Stephen Adams. I went last night and saw Thor Ragnarok, and they had previews before. He looks just like Jason Momoa. Injustice for sure, Duh. exactly like him. I watching, and I was just like, "This is Stephen Adams." Yeah, I mean, they're both new, from New Zealand. I know that's been a take. That's been people a thing have for like seen him on the street years, and thought that they I know, were but each it still other. is. It's him. Hey, you know what this is? This has been Luke's lukewarm takes. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> that saying. was that was a, a lukewarm take. I'm just saying, it's uncanny. It yeah. is. Yeah, other other people agree. The internet agrees. Welcome, yeah, it's wild agree. man. Welcome 2015. Man. Yeah, uh, get out of here, <laughs> Josh. I'll but, tell you, I, there was a point in the Milwaukee game where I felt bad for Thonmaker. Yeah, like Steve <laughs> yeah. was just like physically dominating him. And his thing is shooting threes, is being able to stretch out, and he was not making any of those shots. Yeah. Jay, when did you watch the game? Uh, what? I told you I replayed it. Do you uh, think okay. that will ever? Do you think that Thon Maker will be his name in the NBA? No, or never. Do, or is it going to switch to McCurr? If people can't even say is Robertson, it, what is it supposed to be is it McCurr? It's supposed to be Macher. Thon Macher. Yeah, but I'm not doing that. Macher. Thon Macher. I'm not doing that. Um, even the announcers, the Milwaukee. That's announcers, what I was going to say. They, him they just call Thon, him Thon Maker. Thon Maker. He does. Yeah. He says he doesn't care. So I just wonder who. No, there was somebody was, that just changed their name in the NBA. Like they just like yeah, everybody just kept mispronouncing it. So I just I can't remember who it was. I remember. <laughs> I story. bet that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm you surprised know? that Robertson hasn't just been Robertson. Robertson. We I don't know. I'm on a crusade. Anybody that on our pod ever calls him Robertson, I'm going to stop them. It's Robertson because he steals. Robertson. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's say that's smart. Yeah. Oh, it's easy to remember. 
Anyway, Stephen Adams has been <laughs> incredible. His and a lot of it is the spacing that's there now and the chemistry that he already has with Russell Westbrook. Uh, but he's also improved on both ends. Like he's just he's a better basketball player. Shot blocking, period. he's been really really good too. Yes, protecting is... the rim, guarding smaller guys, you know, catching the ball and you know having a little move that he can do in the post. His little flip shot has been going so down. Good. Like he's just he's incredible and he's fully healthy. And I I think that. You know, I think you can consider him. There's times that I think, oh my, like Stephen Adams is the best player on the floor. He almost got a fight. Yes, yeah, he did. He did almost for the first time ever. He actually kind of went towards somebody. Yeah, Chris Middleton. Normally, he just walked away like I didn't do anything. What did Middleton? I wonder what Middleton said to him. He probably we talked about. He called him an Aussie man. Yeah, that's what I probably (laughs) says. You you look dumb underwater. Like Aquaman. <laughs> so number one, it's Chris Middleton. And Chris Middleton started this scuffle underneath the basket. Yeah. Like he grabbed his arm and tried to do it, but you're not going to win that, especially Chris Middleton, who has one of the most awkward NBA bodies I've ever seen. Like he just kind of doesn't look athletic. Hey man, he's right. good. I like Chris Middleton. He's but he, a little hunchy. He's a little hunchy, and he kind of doesn't have definition. It's kind of weird. And Steven He's Adams, got a small head. I think Steven that's Adams the problem. is just like physically some beast, mo- a monster. You remember when we had an argument about his athleticism? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would argue he's not that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those, the dunks he was making, and they happened like within the span of like two minutes in the first That quarter. one. It's nuts, man. That, that was, they, that was Jason Momoa-like. Yeah, yeah that was my mimosa. And, and you said, <laughs> you look like you, Aquaman. I swear you said dumps. No. <laughs> no, he did not. Um, he did. It. So, no, he did not say that. <laughs> dumps. He's taking out there. This has been Sheesh. Luke's lukewarm takes part two. <laughs> dumps. <laughs> Where he did not say dumps. He. Um, <laughs> Steven's great, man. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He's using his like physically using his physicality in so many more ways than we're used to seeing. So he's always been physical defensively, but offensively, it seemed like he would stop short and just kind of throw up a hook. But I feel like if he's under the basket now, he is going straight into the defender that's trying to block him and going up and he's just bigger and stronger. It's also because he's kind of by himself on somebody down there versus right. Right. Get the ball. And there's four guys standing on the baseline. Yeah. They crowded the paint because they, Right. They knew that that's where Russ wanted to go. He's had 20 dunks on the season, according to basketball reference, which I don't trust. I don't trust really any of these stats that are happening right now. Um, I have a friend, Why is everything so messed up? I have a friend, Troy, that's been emailing me, and he helps keep stats. And he's, he said that there have been you know at least like five or six steals and blocks that have been missed per game. And then assists as well have been missed. And in that particular Milwaukee game, there were three like egregious you know, well, they gave him the triple double in hindsight. They, gave him, they ended up giving him the triple double. Um, they've missed a lot of alley oop assists, um, and it's because of the way they do play by play. And they're going, they're fixing it, but it's been a problem and a problem for my fantasy team. Oh, how is my that? <laughs> they're going to go back and start giving Andrew all these victories in your fantasy league. By the way. Actually, I've he's beat. He has all people. the victories already. These guys have beat uh, both of them. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't won a category yet. Woo-hoo. You haven't won a category yet? No. This team is really My bad. game's really bad. <laughs> really Holy bad. crap. Hey, man, should be some trades. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Allen underscore Miller one two, who wants to know the biggest disappointment player or team so far this season. Uh, Alex Sabrinas has been disappointing. Mm. He hasn't played Mm-mm-mm. a crazy amount of minutes. He, his shot hasn't been falling. He's... 
I don't know. His, his defense has been just as bad as it was last year, even though he is bigger. Um, he's been disappointing. I think it's another guy, though, that I'll give the benefit of the doubt to because of training camp, right? Like yeah. he was injured. For yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying so far. This but yeah, season, you're right. Like, I he don't could be better. Disagree with that. Uh, what about you, Taylor? Anybody NBA wise? Uh, well, the things that have been dis- it's hard to say this team has been disappointing for the reasons that we talked about. Um, but it's disappointing when players like like Gordon Hayward being out. When players are injured like that, that really sucks because that was really the only shot in the East of anybody else of something being like fun. Yeah, I'm so you know what I mean. Disappointed in Gordon. Yeah, well, no, no not yeah, disappointed cool in him. Yeah. Way to yeah, Andrew. Just can't believe Jeremy. That. Get your sauce can't off my he, face. Can't believe he would do something like that. Hey, I'm disappointed that he's not playing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it disappointing bummer, that man. the that Celtics first, can't be that level now. That, you know, although they're six and two, number one in defensive rating. I know, but like, if you're against LeBron, like in the Eastern it's Conference Finals, it's not happening. You're right. I, I don't disagree with that. I think that that. It, it's hard when that stuff happens so early in the season, too, where it's like, good Lord, Jeremy Lin, too. Not, it's not Gordon Hayward, but it definitely put a damper on mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I'm disappointed in both of them. Uh, um, Chris okay. Paul, I mean, is that a, can you even say that? I know it's an injury, but dude played one game. No, I'm like, like he's 75 years uh, old. I mean, the Cavs you can be disappointed in, the Nuggets a I little bit. I just refuse to do it. I refuse to be disappointed in the Cavs. I am. Um, uh, George Hill hadn't been playing well for the Kings, man. That's fine. Just give De'Aaron Fox. What about Earl Pearl man. Watson, man? I'm disappointed in getting fired. I'm disappointed in how well they've played since he's got fired. That's what happens every time a coach I gets know. let go. That, I don't even know if it means that the coach is even any good. I mean, what about the Lakers? Uh, we'll get we'll get to the Lakers in a little bit. All right, let's roll. Hey, let's move to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Trust the Void. Who wants to know if you had to give one piece of your Halloween candy to the Golden State Warriors, which piece would you give them? I know which one I'd give them. What? what? Big orange peanut. Circus peanut? <laughs> Do people <laughs> hand out circus no, peanuts? I'm talking about, you know the big orange one? Right. That's a circus peanut. It's Is a it? circus peanut. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they're gross, and I hope the one I give them has a razor blade in it. Dang it, you took my dang take. I mean, point. I I've mean, got, I've got a urban few. legend. Urban legend. This year it was weed candies being handed out. I know. I've got a few that I would give to the Golden State Warriors. Let's go. Is it weed candy. The wax Coke bottles. Yeah, those are gross. Mm. Those are gross. They have, is it just there, wax? Is there goo in them? It's like no. liquid. There's no goo. They're liquid goo. Either way, that, goo. that makes me feel gooey. sick. It's gross. Yeah, I don't like them. They're waxy. Uh, the peanut butter kisses. So these aren't Hershey kisses. No. These are. You know the orange and black wrapped things that you don't really know what they are and you never trust them? Those are bad. Yeah, those are not good. I kind of disagree. I kind of like them. Dots? Dots? Dots. You don't like dots? I like dots. I don't like dots They're just to get stuck in your teeth and they barely have flavor. I'm with you. They're really hard. They're always like way far you. So far you've hit my list, man. And then Dot Babies, a.k.a. Jujubees. Jujubees are good too. They're not good. They're good. I need some Jujubees. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then uh, people that give you tiny packets of pretzels. Oh, yeah. that's, like, that is. Give the Golden State Warriors those pretzels. Yeah. Like, get those pretzels out of my face. Pretzels and black licorice. Um, we got any black licorice fans here? Oh, no. I like black licorice. They're, uh, what? You really do, huh? That's, hey, they're, they're aphrodisiacs. I don't even think it tastes like really? that's, that's what I've heard. I do not want to make out with anyone whose mouth tastes like black licorice. So here's the thing about As black licorice. Like, I can understand, like, oh, you have a difference of candy that you like or don't like. 
But black licorice just tastes like like dirt. It like doesn't taste dead. like candy. It's, That's what I'm saying. It, it tastes so like, for me like so I we had our trunk or treat at the church and I was passing out <laughs> basically like cards with our church information and we mm-hmm. staple candy to it. And That's what I'm giving Golden State by the way. The, I know. All these kids, <laughs> I can't tell how many kids would come up and just like grab the thing like tracks. Like rip the <laughs> rip the rip. card off. And all the parents are like, no, 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 don't do it in front of them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab that. <laughs> Go around the corner here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like a pile of yeah, them like <laughs> 10 feet high. It's not a track. It's just like, hey, this is when I'm giving services. Golden State uh, Jehovah Witness so, yeah. tracks. <laughs> <a little> different. <laughs> but one of the things I always felt bad is now I don't mind them necessarily, but I'm kind of an old man. Is Whoppers? Mm. Oh, I'm in on Whoppers. I, I am too, but my kid doesn't Oof. really like Whoppers. It's the texture. Do you like eating? Oh, I hate biting into. It. It's the feeling of when someone scratches a <laughs> chalkboard. Like doing it. In I feel mouth. like that's happening in my mouth, and it's like. But it's like so. If the choice is you have Reese's cups, Hershey's yeah. chocolate bars, Hershey's cookies and cream, yeah, mm. Milky Way Snickers, Ooh. Whoppers. Ooh, yeah. Like, I felt guilty every kid I gave a Whopper to. So if their yeah. costumes suck, they got Whoppers. Ooh, that's a good, that's a that's good way good. to do it. Yeah, that's fair. That's Christian. Put a little effort. How do you feel about a... Sounds <laughs> so, so just like Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was jo- I was joking. It's like levels of, of grace. I did have a bunch of kids that would come up, though. Like, this is pet peeve, pet peeve. Put a costume on. Yeah, my if fa- you're going trick or treating, put a costume my on. My favorite thing was handing out candy to teenagers that weren't wearing costumes. They like, showed up in t-shirts and, and pants. Like, I mean, like, what are you? And they would just be, they just like freeze and like stare at me. I'm just like, I'll still give you candy if you're going to do it. Be creative. Tell me that you're you're like, oh, I'm my friend Taylor. <laughs> Somebody said that they're like, um, <laughs> I'm Eugene or something. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> He's in my fun. first hour. <laughs> just give me something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some. I was proud of a few costumes. We'll talk about this in a minute. We had a lot of Urkels at our trunk or treat. Which oh, that's ooh, really yeah, that's good. Some okay. Some girl came to the door and she was wearing this. It had to have been eight feet tall. It's one of those things that blows up. Mm-hmm. And it was a kangaroo, ooh. and she was like, the, oh, "She's the Joey. She's the Joey." Okay. In the pouch, and there's this massive king. Oh, I loved it. That's, that's cool. cool. That's great. It was really great. There was a somebody had a blow up Pikachu at our. Uh, Trunk or treat, like gigantic. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Sounds more like a riot shoot to me. <laughs> right. Next question, Luke. Our next for the question comes from at dpuzzle23, who wants to know, does having the PP man as the fifth guy for closing games make for a good option? Mellow at three and PG at two. So much length and shooting. I think depending on the team, Yeah. As long as you don't have like a team that's playing like three guards or something like that, I think you'll get. I think we'll see a lot more of this. Like that lineup right there should have gotten probably more minutes in those two games against Minnesota, but Patrick mm-hmm. Patterson wasn't Patterson there wasn't ready, at yeah. that point, you know. Uh, but we will see this going forward. I don't think we'll see it tonight. Uh, they play pretty small unless they put Baines. If they have Baines and Horford on there together, you may see some of that, which I know they sometimes have started with that group. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. Patrick Patterson, the whole point of him in the beginning was that he would be as good as he was against Milwaukee. And, and I don't know, man. I uh, 
I yeah. like the idea of having that that five on the squad. Offensively, it's cool, but then you get stuck defensively because so many teams now play four out and one big, right? Especially to end games, and you don't want Mello, Patrick Patterson, and Stephen Adams defensively to because two of them then have to guard wings. You know, wow. well, and the, the hard, the good thing about that is all of them can at least. They can move. You don't want to rely on right, them yeah. to be able to guard the perimeter for that mm-hmm. long, but to have them out there uh, in spots trying to guard the perimeter is not a bad thing. Like that's mm-hmm. one of the benefits of Patterson is he can guard both the perimeter and down low, and Adams as well. I mean, it's one of his biggest uh, skills in my mind. So here's a question: Would you rather? Okay, say it has to be one of these two. Then okay, Patrick Patterson or Robertson? Patterson. 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 Okay. We Just all because you have Paul George out there who yeah. can cover guys be your primary it really depends if they i think that against the blazers they should play robertson more right yeah cj mccollum he can defend hammer dame yeah right. um alfred camino is out for two weeks two or three weeks that sucks for, for the blazers and i don't know how they're going to defend the thunder now because they, they play sunday yeah so they I mean, now that like Mo Harkless is going to have to play a ton, mm-hmm. like Evan Turner is going to have to defend these guys. Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. I mean, Pat Connaughton's going to get just destroyed. Yeah, he by is. Carmelo. Hey, I got a, I got a Connaughton crush. <clears throat> he's pretty good, man. He's, he's been pre- good this year. He's pretty good. All right, Luke. Okay. Our next Twitter pretty, question pretty good. comes from at <clears throat> Cody, son of Steve. <laughs> Um, and we're running short on time, so we just want to keep reading the question. I was trying to read something else while saying that. I did a bad job. He wants to know, are you being challenged? You are being challenged to a fist fight by the big men of the NBA. One V one, no weapons. Choose your opponent. I'm picking boogie. I'm not beating anyone. So I'm picking whoever can kill me the fastest with one, (laughs) with one hit boogie. If he wants to, and he hits me in the right spot, I'm going to die. So that's who I'm picking. Okay. okay. So, I mean, like, Rudy Gobert. Man, you're not getting a punch in. Uh, he's, his uh, reach is like... That's fine, but that dude, literally, I think I could take one of his arms and snap it. <laughs> I don't know, man. You can, <sighs> I'm going to call Aldrich because he moves so weird that I'm not sure that he could actually, like... He could miss he pretty easily. Move so awkwardly. and he just move like when he runs up and down the court. Like there's a lot of shoulder moving. Yeah, and I just feel like he just he could. And I'm not like I'm like elusive or anything, but I think that he would miss. <laughs> you are elusive. He would miss on That's a Rudy lot of punches. Gobert. I mean, yeah. come on, dude, he's not a fighter, man. I don't know, but he's a little thicker than I than than you think. Like also, you can pick a, a skin a thinner Lizzie. Also Myers Leonard because I don't think that he would. He he's not gonna like get rough and tough. Myers what about Ennis? I, I also thought, okay, these three guys, Ennis, Pau Gasol, and Dirk, like they're just like all seem like way too nice to like do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you know, we we're put in this situation. Do we really want to do this? And then while they're trying to like discuss that, then I just go for him. Hit him in the nuts. You're going yeah. for the nuts. Yeah. the nuts. Yeah. That's the only. That's the only way. That's the only oh, chance that you yeah. have. You're not hitting the face. Great. For those nuts. So those three. <laughs> also, Brooke Lopez. Yeah, seems like a guy nice. like a little not soft. Robin though. Robin's a little crazy. Yeah, not Robin. Brooke. Brooke. Brooke's yeah. a, little, a little softy. So Cole Aldridge, do you want to fight someone who has a missing tooth? That scares me. I'm just talking about no, his movements. It, it, just, it, just watch some tape of him. That moving. Tells me they've lost five before. Mm. 
Next question Next comes question from... <laughs> comes from at Allen underscore Miller one two who wants to know the most impressive rookie in the NBA so far. This is a pretty easy one, isn't it? Yeah, it's Ben, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. 18, 9, and 7 on 53%. From Every the coach that plays against him is like, yeah, he's already better than we thought he would he's be. He's so good. Uh, he's Malik not even Monk, like Malik Monk's playing relatively well. Fox has been this okay. is a great rookie class, man. So yeah, Jason Tatum has probably been the second best rookie. Yes, 14, yes. seven and two on forty eight percent. Look at to see him up close and personal tonight. Tonight, fifty percent from three. Um, he's gonna have problems tonight. <clears throat> he'll have some problems. problems. Uh, Lori Markinen has been really good for the Bulls. Fifteen point seven points per game, nine rebounds, forty one point seven percent from three. The fact that the Bulls are playing with any other team makes me think that other team is trash. I yeah. watched that Bulls Thunder game and I was like, "This team." And I text this to Andrew. I don't think that team has anybody that could really touch the floor for a majority of other teams. And yet, like I watched them play Miami and they lose by like four. I'm like, "How?" Yeah, I don't How? know. Miami's without us on Whiteside right now, and Dion Waiters has been, been playing very well. Uh, I just wanted to mention Lonzo Ball. He's at 10, 7, and 7, which sounds good, but he's shooting 33% from oh, the field, yeah, yeah. 28% from three, 55% from the line. He, like, cannot get his own shot at Well, no. so the hard thing for Lonzo is all of this narrative crap has led to where literally every team a target on is trying to, to shut him down. Yeah. Patrick Beverly dominating him was, like, my favorite moment of the season so far. It's awesome. Yeah, it was great. There's, there are only two rookies that you watch – and you you don't feel like you're watching rookies, and that's ben Jason Simmons. Tatum and Jason Tatum. and Ben Simmons, and even those two, Ben Simmons is like way ahead of Jason Tatum. <laughs> no, I will say, and he's been in the league for a year, right? Yeah, right. It's like when Joel Embiid was in it for last year, I'm like, they've been in the league for well, four years. Blake Griffin, Blake when he Griffin, came yeah. his second year too, but but Jason Tatum being a true rookie and being young too. How many years was he at at one Duke? Year. Just one year. Mm-hmm. And he's been he's been really good and yeah, playing been, real minutes. He's been great. Yeah. Uh, here's my list of rookies that have been playing well that I like: Donovan Mitchell, Malik Monk, Jonathan Isaac, Josh Hart, OG Ananobi, Kyle Kuzma, Bam Adebayo, Fox, um, Dylan Brooks has been good for Memphis, mm-hmm. um, John Collins for Atlanta, um, and then Jordan Bell for the Warriors is good. And Frank Nilakina had like five steals the other night. Like and all of them. Smith has been pretty good. Jared Allen is good. Like there's a, like there's so many. It's a good rookie. It's a really good rookie class. And they all deserve the minutes they're getting. Yeah. Too. And they may not, there may not be a ton of like stars out of that list that I just gave, but you know, like they're all at least going to be like rotation players that are going to be good. So De'Aaron Fox is one of my favorite rookies to watch this He's year. He's fun. He's so fast, and he he un, his IQ is like yeah, he's crazy. I also am still mad about OG Ananobi not being on the Thunder when he's he could have been really good. I'm really dude. mad about that. He is so sm- he has like the greatest feel for the game already. <laughs> he's great. He's OG. Hey guys, our final Twitter question Twitter from at Drinking Tea, who wants to know. How do we feel about having our very own thick daddy in Raymond Felton on our team? I mean, I feel I feel great about it. I like he's definitely it's a good feeling. He's got that uh, spare tire for sure. You watch him run. You know, like when you he run in the and the not look that he's not he doesn't look that he doesn't look he's that not thick. that you ca- guys. 
He's got a little bit of a belly. You can see it when he runs, and then the jersey. You know, you're running, and the jersey gets a little tight on the front. You can see it, man. He's got a little bit of a pot belly. True. It's true. Stood next to him, and he does not look like that. Sit next to him. Stood next to him. I don't care. He's sucking in, man. (laughs) It's embarrassing. Oh my god. There's no way. We don't want to give some some fun TQs. We don't want to give Sam. We gotta get some Sam Wise. Which one? His fiance are coming to the Clips game next Friday. What should they do in Oklahoma City? Go to the Plaza. There's some great restaurants in the Plaza District. Uh, yeah, it's a fun, fun place to go. The Mule. The, the Press. The Mule. Just the, opened. The Press is a great restaurant that just opened. Empire Slice. Uh, hey, if, if you're staying at a – if you haven't got a hotel accommodations yet, you should go to that uh, one, the fancy one, uh, the 21C, is that what it's called? Yeah, 21C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a museum hotel. It has a little uh, bar. Yeah, that's very cool. It's yes. cool. You should go there. Jones, Jones Assembly. Right. It's close to the Jones Assembly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. If you need stuff to do during the day, we have a really good art museum, actually. Underrated art museum. Yeah. Go to the park downtown. It's beautiful. Like, yeah, it's just, it is. The Miri Gardens. It's it's so beautiful. It's and great. go to the Botanical Gardens in the, that what's it, what's it called? Crystal Bridge. Bridge. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Yeah. That's actually really nice. It's very cool. It's cool. Go do those things. Um, what was uh, Halloween costumes? DJ Frijoles. What's your best Halloween costume you've dressed up in? I, I I literally thought about this. I could only remember one, and it was when I dressed up as my friend. And I know I had dressed up a lot of times before, but I don't care so much about Halloween that I don't even remember it. Once I was Waluigi, it was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine this year was really good. So what's what's the thing about Waluigi, you know? He's great. What's the deal with him? I mean, like, uh, when you go, you you know. Dude, he's a monster at the net. I was yes. trying to get you to uh, tell the story you've told three times already. I thought I, yeah. I thought um, um, the, the other thing that I should have done if I would have thought about it, I would have carried around a tennis racket all day long. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Uh, in my freshman year of college, I was a, uh, I had this lion costume, and then I put a suit jacket over it, and I was a lion going to get a job. And uh, it was a great look. Job interview lion. Yeah. <laughs> What is the... There's no reference. There's oh, just, okay. It's just something that I just made up because I didn't have a Halloween costume. Guys, I had okay. A, I had a lion costume and I had a suit jacket and so I just put it on and I had to explain it to people. I told this girl, like, I, yeah, I got an interview with Apple on Monday. I'm really excited. <laughs> and she goes, really? It's like, no, this is just a Halloween costume. All right. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My best Halloween costume and I, I will gift this to the Down to Dunk Nation. For if you don't have an idea but you want to dress up, easiest. Just get two towels like that you dry off with after the shower, you know. Mm. Put one around, you know, the top half of your body. Nipples. Rep, cover those nips. Right. <laughs> and then put one wrapped around your head like like uh, moms do when they get out of the shower, you know. Right. And you're, that's your costume. You're just out of the shower. I've done it several <laughs> times. <laughs> what, uh, what do you wear for your skivvies? Uh, you just get a basketball shorts and roll them up really short so they oh, okay. underneath the towel so it doesn't look like you're wearing anything. <laughs> oh, you're showing like leg. A lot of leg. A lot of leg. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and it's a very, very good costume. That is really funny too. Do you have to tape the towel so it doesn't come undone? I or? use bobby pins, but if you've got a good, tight mm. thing, uh, you know, if you know how to do it. Only moms know how to do it like really well though, you know. At Bully34 wants to know when the team is going to wear their alternate uniforms uh, Not November, soon enough. November 24th against the Pistons okay. will be the first time they wear them. Uh, DJ Frijoles asks, when making a s'more, 
do you like the mallows go like that your mallows golden toasted or caught on fire i like them toasted however that always ends up with them being caught on <laughs> for fire. sure right yeah i have no patience they for it always catch on oh fire. yeah i want mine on fire my my friend jeremy miller made the perfect s'more when we were in new mexico this summer and he it caught on fire held it for maybe three seconds blew it out s'mored it gave it to me best s'more i've ever had in my whole life can I hot take you for a second? Sure. Ooh, yeah. Don't love s'mores. Hmm. I mean... What do you not like about it? They're a, So, I like the idea of them. Mm-hmm. But, man, they are... So, number one, it's hard to make sure the chocolate gets melted, right? Oh, it's not going to it's get melted. It's always hard chocolate. Right. Not always, but a lot. So, for me, it's like kind of... Like, if I wanted to eat a bar of chocolate with a melted marshmallow, like, I would just... It's this, not do that. Actually. But it's with the graham cracker. That's it's what brings cracker. it all together. It's a good combo. It's I a good combo. It. What are you complaining about? Then, I just, it's not worth. Is the it effort. too? It's too much work for. Like the for reward not is it. not yeah. that great. I'll tell you this: if I've got a campfire and access to any foods, like campfire type foods, yeah. I'm gonna go on hot dog every time. Not not. What about post? Schmorsch. What about post hot dog? Yeah. What about another hot dog? What about when you dessert? want s'more food? Oh, so you want you just want just s'more go, hot dogs? I just go s'more hot dogs. <laughs> s'more dogs. I'm just one. As many hot dogs. I mean, if I have room for s'mores, I'm not having one. No. Yeah, that's gross. Um, <laughs> I like s'mores. It's you know fun what? around around a fire. I like s'mores too. You know what else I like? Oklahoma Shirt Company. Ah, tell me s'more about it. It's a, it's a great tell, us, tell us, Jay. I'm tell- telling you, this company. So number one, they're friends of ours. They're people that support us. And Justin wants to do a uh, Justin, who's the owner of Oklahoma Shirt Company, wants to do a segment where he's because he doesn't know anything about basketball, yeah, at all. But he wants to support us because that's what he does man and so but at oklahoma shirt company i'll tell you what they do is any sort of merchandise that you could think that you may need for your brand for your company for you personally they're gonna take care of you we've done um for my wife's 30th birthday party oklahoma shirt company made getting dirty for nat's 30 shirts mm. and so they they will they'll do 10 they'll do 20 they'll do you know, a thousand shirts, whatever they want or whatever you need, they can make happen. They also uh, do their Oklahoma and Texas shirt of the month club, 10 bucks a month for the shirt, plus some fees and shipping. And you get a brand new Oklahoma themed or Texas themed shirt. They make great quality stuff. Ooh, they do you look good. Cups, hats, anything you need, they will hook you up. Oklahoma shirt company.com. Tell them down to dunk sent you support to be able to support us. Oklahoma shirt company. There you go. They're great. Guys, I got a question. Yep. Yeah. Are really? You, are you miffed? <laughs> what? And are yeah, you peeved? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. Now I am. Yes. What? Taylor, come on, man. I'll tell you what I'm miffed and peeved about last night sitting here doing homework on my dining room table right where uh-huh. Andrew's sitting. Ooh. And, uh, wow, right there, huh? Internet just stops working. So, yeah. of course, like in the middle of what? I'm supposed to be doing. I have to have a 30 minute phone call with the AT&T guy, which always ends up in the same thing. Oh, it looks like we're going to send a tech out. Yeah, I know. Just make send, that call right when I make the, the call. Tech out. Also, you know what you're going to have to deal with? A tech who doesn't know what they're doing. Jay's dog jumped up, just yeah, jumped up all over. Very him. snuggly. He is the this, snuggle monster. Uh, <laughs> uh, any phone call with an internet company ends with just absolute anger from me <laughs> yeah just yeah. i go well beyond miffed and peeved to just steaming mad <laughs> right it is like a quick movement. yeah just steaming just peeved. do it uh, yeah. yeah wednesday night um 
We go to Walmart. Great times at Walmart. Uh, come back to my wife's car, and it doesn't start. Why? And it won't turn over at all. Uh, battery. It. It's not the battery. Starter? Battery. It's the starter. Oh darn! You're like, man. can we have a few more things that break over the yeah? So last month, I had AAA. So AAA came and got it. Towed it to your house. Did not tow it to my house. Towed it to my friend Cole. Has a car lot. My father-in-law really helped us out. Shout out to my father-in-law for helping us out. He helps Ooh, you out a you lot. Man. Me your father-in-law comes in a lot. You gave him a kidney. He's you great. gave him a kidney. I gave him a kidney, and he helped get a starter in my wife's <laughs> Seems truck. Fair. Seems fair. Um, so, anyways, we got it done in less than twenty-four hours, oh, which is awesome. great. GMB for that. So. It works just fine. Starts like a dream now. Just <laughs> wow, it's great. Whoa, baby, Woo, I'm grateful. Feeling so grateful. Sounds like you're riding on two motorcycles now, huh? Huh? Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs>